This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes, or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living, and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing, and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Sustainable-ish podcast with me, Jen, your host. And please do forgive me as I cough and splutter my way through this intro. I've had the delights of coronavirus over the half term and the cough is lingering. Now today we are talking coffee cups. Now coffee cups weren't even really a thing 20 years ago, were they? Cast your mind back. When I was at vet school, we had quite a few Americans on the course, and I remember looking at them carrying their coffee cups around with them everywhere and thinking they were really weird. And this was in the early 2000s. And now we've really seemed to have embraced that takeout coffee culture wholeheartedly and seem also to now find it necessary to have a coffee cup glued to our hands for the majority of the day. Don't get me wrong, I love a hot drink, although. I have to say I'm a tea fiend rather than coffee. But I think we all know that disposable cups are causing a huge amount of litter and waste, not to mention the vast amount of resources that goes into making them in the first place. Here in the UK, we get through around two and a half billion disposable coffee cups a year. One million trees are felled just to make our coffee cups. And a typical cup uses around half a litre of water in being made. That never even occurred to me before. And sadly, once we've used them for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, disposable cups are very hard to recycle. A study in 2017 found that only around one in 400 are recycled. And this is partly due to the fact that they're actually really difficult to recycle because they're not just paper. They're, they're, otherwise, our hands would get very hot and very wet. The, the paper is coated with plastic and that's very difficult to then separate out and to recycle. And also, I would imagine that if you're collecting these things for recycling, there's going to be a huge amount of contamination with liquids and people's lunch and things. The billions of coffee cups that are ending up in landfill every year are responsible for around 152,000 tonnes of carbon dioxide, which I know means nothing to the vast majority of us. So let's put that as an equivalent. So that's the equivalent of the emissions of 33,300 cars. That's quite a lot in a year, isn't it, for coffee? And it's only going to get worse. The WWF predict that our coffee cup usage will increase by 33% by 2030. So what is the answer? Those of you who are podcast 
aficionados <laughs> will undoubtedly remember way back to episode 11 when I talked about the delights of the waste hierarchy. Way more exciting than it sounds. Do go and check it out. But in there, I discussed the fact that reusables are 99% of the time going to be a better version, uh, going to be better than a single-use version, and reuse uh, comes lower down the hierarchy, so it's a better thing to do than recycling. So well done if you said reusables. And I'm sure that most of us got at least one reusable coffee cup kicking around at home, but how many of us remember to take them out with us every single time, be honest? Because research from environmental charity Hubbub found that whilst only 69% of us, I'm really surprised at that, own a reusable cup. Come on, guys. Um, apparently only around one in six of us remember to use it every single time. So enter the Shrewsbury Cup and Ali Thomas, who I'm going to be chatting to today. This is a wonderful project, the brainchild of Ali and um, of her co-founder Sophie Peach, who both wanted to do something to reduce single-use plastic where they live in Shrewsbury. And they created this wonderful scheme that has been replicated many times around the country and, dare I say it, around the world. And if I'm not mistaken, it might even be being used at COP26 as we speak this week. So sit back, make yourself comfortable and listen in to this chat with the amazing Ali, who I think we can all agree is hugely inspiring and maybe even might inspire you to think about setting up something similar where you live. Enjoy. Hi, Alison. Welcome to the Sustainable-ish podcast. Fabulous to have you here. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks, Jen. It's really great to come and talk to you today. Thank you. Looking forward to digging into this. So can you introduce yourself? Who are you? Where are you? What are you doing? How did you start doing it? All that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm an environmental scientist by trade way back when. So I did environmental science in Aberystwyth in the 80s. Oh, wow. And then since then, I've kind of been working in the env on environmental stuff, predominantly around waste. So I'm mostly a bin lady. Uh, I work with businesses. I've worked in industrial waste. I've worked with Karen Cannard on the rubbish diet. So looking at how to encourage uh, reuse and recycling in in the domestic setting mm. and in since 2011 in 2011 we set up um, a waste management and recycling service for events called zero waste events where we work with events who who get to we only work with events who get to the point who go where, when people say i can't cope with this i can't mm. cope with the amount of stuff we're producing please can you help us that's when we that's when we come and help people mm -hmm. so we maximize recycling and minimize general waste that's what we do and we and our aim is to work with every event organiser, every punter, every trader and exhibitor. And our aim is that when they leave that event, they go, oh, that's, that's a really good idea. That really worked. You know? mm. But since uh, back in 2017, I was kind of getting to, I was kind of hitting the wall with single use stuff. Mm. You know, it's like, it's just like, don't worry, Ali will sort it out. <laughs> you just carry on spewing it out. We'll, we'll, we'll run along and we'll recycle it all. And the, the real crux point came, um, the Hay Festival is one of our big events that we do. We work with the Hay, with Hay, which is a fantastically green event. You know, they put a lot of effort into that. But in 2017, at the end of the event, we had 350 wheelie bins full of coffee cups. Whoa. Because you could call it a coffee festival or a hay festival, yeah, because everybody comes and has yes. at least eight cups of coffee a day. And there's lots and lots of people. 
So we had all these coffee cups that we had by hand, separated, take the lid off, take the baby wipe out, take the banana skin out of, to recycle. So Because that is the only way you can recycle coffee cups. Have, I've heard that coffee cups, this was on Hugh's War on Waste, he did a bit, didn't he? And they're, they're actually really difficult to read. I was having this conversation with my son actually yesterday because we were talking about coffee cups and he said, well, they're, they're paper, they're cardboard. I said, well, what do you think would happen if we put water into a paper cup? And he was like, oh, but it's thick cardboard. And I said, yeah, but still, what do you think would happen? I said, they're lined with plastic. Um, so that, that makes them really difficult to recycle, doesn't it? It does, indeed. So there are, yes, the majority of, co- of coffee cups have a plastic lining. Um, compostable cups will have a PLA lining. So what's PLA? PLA is a, is a um, what does it stand for? Oh, can't remember what it stands for. It's a compostable plastic. Right. So it will break down in, um, in a composting process. It won't break down in your own compost heap at home. Right. It has to go to an industrial composter, to an IVC, an investor composter. So basically, we had 350 wheelie bins of coffee cups and you know you throw throw them in the wagon to send them off to print waste where you can get them recycled so is there am i right in saying there's only one place in the country that can recycle them or is that that no, improved now? there are more than that there are more places than that but the big issue with it jen is the contamination level so yes. you know unless you have our team our mm. events team who will by hand will sort it out yeah 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 you're not going to, you know, and Hubbub's own report shows that um, when they did their uh, lead by example in Leeds, if you dig down into their results, they had 54% contamination in their cup bins. Wow. So their bins just for coffee cups still had 50, had more not coffee cups than coffee cups. So that will be, like you said, the banana skin that someone's put in there, or that will be the sleeve around the coffee cup or the lid even. Can that, can that go in with them or not? Well, it's the lid, but it's not even that. It's, it's the, it, when you put a bin out that says coffee cups in it, you put everything else in it. Yeah. So we send them off to recycling. And I go and see um, Andy Fryers, who's a good, a good friend of mine. He's the sustainability director at Hay. And I think I was a bit hot and sweaty, Jen, because I'd just thrown these 350 bags in the back of the wagon. And I went in and I said, there is nothing sustainable about that. 350, no, we just can't do that. Yeah. And I said, look... I'm happy to do the waste, but next year we must have a reusable coffee cup. I'm mm. just not, I'm just not prepared to do this anymore. And I think I must have looked really frightening and, you know, alarming because he went, okay, Ali, right? <laughs> Calm down. Anyway, so he and I then went on a hunt for a suitable cup that would do the job that mm-hmm. we could use instead of single-use coffee cups. And we found the Coretto cup. Okay. And in those days it was a, it was a dark green Coretto cup. And this is a, um, it's, it, it looks, it looked like this, except it was dark green. Okay. So I'm going to put a screenshot of this on there. Let me take a screenshot. Brilliant. Right. Okay. So we'll put that, I'll put that on the show notes so people can have a look. So it's quite okay. a simple plastic, almost beaker, I would say. It's a beaker, but yeah. the interesting thing about it, it has an eco core. Okay. So it has foamed polypropylene in it, which means that it has very good insulating properties. So if I hold that with full of coffee, will my hand hurt? You can have a, a hot americano you can have a hot cup of tea in that and your hands are safe ah so you don't need a sleeve or anything like that don't need any other paraphernalia so it's really very simple Mm -hmm. so we put so we said yeah let's do that so we put these in through throughout the festival instead of single-use cups Mm -hmm. we reduced the single-use coffee cups by 92 percent so we went from 350 wheelie bins down to 25 wow it just disappears jen when you when you introduce reuse it's not a question of recycling and moving materials. The waste just disappears. 
So did you give everyone who came one of those? Did you do a deposit? You know, I've, I've been to like cricket and things where they, you know, it's a pound for your people will pay a pound for the first pint or an extra pound for the cup. And then you get that pound back when you take the, the cup back. Was it that kind of thing or how did you? It's not, it's not rocket science. It's done, you know, it's, it's simply, it was simply applying the project that, you know, the, the, the system that you use at a cricket round to coffee cups. Yeah. And so, and at Hay, we have, you know, four places around the event where people can just drop their coffee cup back and get their pound. They can also drop their beer cup, you know, so we do, yeah. you know, we, we, we swapped out all beer glasses and all coffee cups entirely, Amazing. you know, and the beer cups, uh, single use coffee cups almost disappear. Yeah. And then plastic from a 12 day, you know, an 11 day event like that, you know, we would have a, a thousand wheelie bins of plastic. Wow. And then having introduced uh, reusable beer cups that we, 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 we reduced that by half. Gosh. So we got less than, less than 500, you know, we were on about 400, 430. Yeah. By the end of that, you know, and, that, and so it has a big impact. I mean, you know, the, the ironic thing is, the large majority of that plastic is milk bottles. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the coffee cup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my next plan. My next plan is to get churns so that milk yes. um, is delivered in churns so that we don't have to produce um, wow. HDP as well. So we, we did hay in 2018. And then Sophie, who I work with, who's my partner in cups, she said to me, listen, you know, she'd been to Freiburg in Germany and seen how they there's a little cup called the Freiburg Cup. And we'd heard about Recup, which is a German, very successful program, called, which is just like, just like Shrewsbury Cup. And she said, look, if we can do it at Hay and we can do it and they can do it in Germany, why don't we do it in Shrewsbury? Mm. So we said, yeah, OK, let's do it. You know, so we then started to uh, we thought, right, we'll, we'll sort of look at we'll go we'll go and see if there's any any um, appetite for this. And we went to talk to cafes and we've got some brilliant independent cafes in Shrewsbury. Fantastic. You know, and. Um, you know, three or four that were said, the first three or four people we spoke to said, that's a great idea. We're in, you know, we'd love to help. So we created a steering group so that, because um, we don't run a coffee shop. Yes. Yeah. You no, know, we don't know anything about coffee. You know, I, I drink black decaf coffee. You know, I am a yeah. you know, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. So we brought these guys with us and they were, they became our steering group. So we said, okay, well, we think the model looks like this. We think the membership scheme looks like this. What do you think? And they, they tweaked it for us. They, you know, so we bounced things off professionals at every point, as well as taking advice from people in other parts of the world who do this. You know, it's not um, new to, it was new to the UK, but it wasn't, it's not new to the world. Right. And so we started, you know, and now we have, um, we've got over 30 places in the town that offer the cups. And they, you know, I mean, people will say, well, yeah, well we, you, you can take your reusable cup. We have to forget about COVID for a while, right? We have to forget about that whole. Mm, I was talking about that, yeah, yeah. People said, "Yeah, but you can, you can. You've always been able to get a discount for your reusable cup." Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give you some stats around that. You know, so when when you can just when you you know you can get fifty pence off a cup of coffee or thirty pence off a cup by bringing your own cup. Mm. Um, your the amount of reuse that goes on in a coffee shop bubbles around one or two percent. No. Yeah. So one, one or two percent will get their coffee. Or their tea in a reusable cup for takeaway. Yes, <gasps> if, if you just offer the discount, okay, wow. that, that that's actually standard figure. I mean, you know, there are people who are greener than a green thing, and ne- you know, who have a little thing on their belt, yes, their, their coffee cup, so they never leave home without it. Well, I think didn't um, Hubbub did some research into this, didn't they? And didn't they say that something like sixty nine percent of us have a reusable coffee cup, 
only one in 10 of those 69% are members take it with them every time they get exactly. a coffee. Exactly. So, so the, the number of, the amount of, of reuse that goes on is very, very small. Okay. So then there was the experiment of what happens if you put, um, if you put a levy on a, a single use cup. Yeah. So if yeah. it costs you more, then it goes up to about 5%. Okay. Yeah? So, you go, so you go from two, 1% to 2% to 5%. Yeah. If you have these sitting on a counter... So, so Ali's, Ali's got her Shrewsbury cup um, there, she said. Yeah, yeah. So if you have those Shrewsbury cups there. Shrewsbury cup on the counter. And even better, if you have a barista who says, would you like that in a Shrewsbury cup? Your percentage goes up to 40%. So talk to us about how the scheme works. So I go into a coffee shop and I've forgotten my mug because I'm an idiot or because I wasn't expecting to go in for a coffee or whatever happens. And I walk up and the barista says to me, would you like that in a Shrewsbury cup? And I go, oh, amazing. Does that cost me any more? How does that work? So you say, would you like that? And she'd pick up, yeah, what's that? And you say, well, this is a refundable deposit. It's a refundable deposit cup. You pay one pound to use the cup. You enjoy your coffee. And then you can drop your, co- your cup back at any participating cafe to get your one pound back. Amazing. And then, you, you know, it's helpful if they say, and if you go from here, you can drop it back up. Yes. At the next coffee shop up the road. Up, because coffee, coffee cups... They're used for 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not something you need to own or need yeah. to use for very long. You know, and most, you know, 98% of coffee cups are dropped into a municipal bin mm. within 15 minutes, you know, within 10 minutes walk of where really? they bought it. Mm. So it's a perfect thing for dropping it back. You know, mm. Most people don't even go very far from the coffee shop. Yes. They find the first seat, drink it and then drop it in a bin yes yeah yeah, yeah. So it's a really simple thing to just bring it back drop it back and get your pound back so yeah. it doesn't cost the consumer anything it's just that pound and we always describe it like a supermarket trolley mm, yes yeah 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 you put your pound in you use your trolley you put it back you get your pound yeah back. yeah same thing you know and um you know so that's how that's how it that's how our scheme works so that goes up so then 40 percent of people in those participating cafes are using the reusables yeah there are some cafes where some you know where, where they sit on the shelf and nobody talks about them okay it's, yeah you know, so it's a it's a key there's a key element of you need passion and engagement yes from the cafe as well yeah because otherwise you you know but having said that just having them there is this kind of nudge theory so when you're talking about behavior change most people you know most people forget to bring their cup most yeah people, you know, don't want to carry it around all day. Most mm. people don't know they're going to have a cup of coffee. Yeah. It's a spontaneous thing. So having them there captures all those people who say, oh, yes. I, would, I would prefer. Yes. Because a lot, a lot of us would prefer not to create waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to do the right thing, but sometimes it's just a bit harder. So. Yeah. <laughs> just having, so it's a nudge. It's a nudge. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they're sitting there, they're brightly coloured, you can see them. And have they got, because the one you've been showing us hasn't got a lid. Have they got lids? Um, right. Well, on my but on my tombstone, I'm going to have they don't come with lids, right? <laughs> <laughs> because when we did our market research originally, we we were talking to people about you know using a reusable cup, just like a ceramic one. This is just one that can go outside. And we said we asked people, what do you think about lids? And they were ooh, ooh, you know, using somebody else's lid. Ooh, you know, oh, really? There's a lot of an ooh factor. Yeah. So um, we said, okay, that's fine, loud and clear. The other thing is lids are really complicated to wash. Right. You know, they also cost more money. So you've got, you know, no, so your, your deposit would have to be more because mm. you have it, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, these, these are super easy to clean, you know, hot soapy water, then whack it through the dishwasher, leave it to dry and, you, and it bobs your uncle. Mm. 
this lid's going to need scrubbing, it's going to need checking, etc. So what happens is compostable or plastic lids will, will fit 12, these are 12 ounce cups. Right. Normal disposable lids will fit. So if you want a lid, you can choose yeah. those from the cafe. And what happens, Jen, is that when our regulars, when people who really like using the cups, so they'll come in every morning, they'll drop their shoes mm. and pick up another one because they they have a habitual path where they're... Yes, yeah, work. yeah, yeah. They say, I'm fed up with these disposable lids. And so at that point, the cafe will sell them uh, a silicon lid. Right. Okay, so the, the, the cafe sell these for a pound and then that's owned by the person. That so just lives in their bag. Or... Back, and then yeah. they retain their lid and drop their cup. Yeah. They just use their lid like that. And then they're in charge of washing their own lid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how, and that's how, um, that's how Recup uses it, uh, how it works in Germany as well. So when you were approaching sort of local cafe owners and things about this, what were some of their objections? Like, because I can imagine them thinking, oh, well, I, that's going to be a whole load of extra washing for us. How do we balance out the pounds that we get back from the, do you know, all that kind of, what, what were some of the, hurdles you had to overcome for them the biggest issue with a deposit it's very straightforward to take a deposit on your on a card mm. yeah so you just add an extra pound to it when it comes to refunding the pro- the, the refunding the deposit you can't do that on a normal epos system mm. because the transaction fee when you refund or give somebody a pound out of your till mm. is much higher than it is on the transaction fee when oh okay pay. yeah so it doesn't work Okay, so what they need is they have a cash box under the table with a pound, you know, uh, or they they have a uh, a button that says refund, which just opens a till, and right? Counts it, but it doesn't it doesn't give it a chance. There's no transaction. Okay, so it, that's that's the biggest issue. Is is a it's complicated to refund a deposit. Yeah. So some cafes give uh, you can take your cups back and buy something in kind. Right. Basically a pound off something, yeah. you know, so if they sell other things in the shop. Um, there are systems at University, at, um, University of Winchester, they've got a really neat system where you just add an e-voucher to your student card. Oh, okay. So this is, you, you pay for your cup in the, in, initially, and then when you drop it back, you get an e-voucher back. Right. So you your voucher to get your next cup. Yeah. And it just comes on and off their account. Like yeah. That, you know, which is the ideal. You know, that's mm. the ideal. Yeah. So that's one thing that the, the deposit system can cause issues um, for cashless systems. Mm. The other thing, I mean, when it comes to washing, you know, cafes wash stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really, a, you know, it's not really an issue. And But the funniest thing is people are quite, you know, we're quite British, aren't we? So the idea of um, buying a coffee in one coffee shop, you know, enjoying it, and then knowing full well you're allowed to drop it off. At yes. Home but you didn't buy it there. Yes, and won't they be offended that I didn't buy it there? Yes. Deep, deep shame, you know. Yes. I can't go, you know, I cannot go across that. Yes. All our cafes go, please bring the cups back because it saves us ordering more if yes. you just bring them back, you know. Yeah. Younger people are better at that, you know, because they just see it as a pound, so they'll just go and get them. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But older people like me, they get, you know, there, there is that kind of shame. Yes, <laughs> I'm really sorry I didn't buy it here. Here's my cup, can I have my pound? <laughs> In fact, take the cup and keep the pound. I don't care. I might have offended you. <laughs> That's exactly right. We, so, so people tend to accumulate them at home instead of taking them back because mm. they think they'll offend somebody. But the, you know, the one way around that is we have um, non-coffee shop places that you can drop. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. We have our zero waste shop. 
who are happy to have them, you know, and why they like it is because it brings somebody through the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you've got somebody who go, oh, while I'm here, I'll buy my toothbrush or I'll get, mm. my, you know, whatever. I'll get my soap or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, you, what you want if you're a normal shop is you want people to come through the door for whatever reason. Yeah. If I'm a cafe and I want to be part of the scheme, what do I have to do? Um, you just get in contact with us. Uh, we find that most cafes, you know, respond really quickly to Instagram, you know. Right. People are really busy, super busy. So email isn't there. Yeah. You know, so but, but people email us or they ring us or they send us a message mm. and, and say they'd like to get in touch. Because the other thing is we started and we thought, OK, we really, you know, we, geographically around the town, we wanted a network where it would be. Mm. And there was, you know, the sort of larger cafes that we who do a lot of takeaway were obviously who we really wanted to come. Mm. And but we very quickly stopped pushing hard to we stop marketing and we let people come to us right because if you're not ready and you're not passionate about it it's like pushing water uphill yeah yeah you know, it's really so, demoralizing and, and the cups will just sit there if you're not careful so so you know we let people we find it's much better to let people come to us mm. and so do they have to pay anything to be like you mentioned a membership earlier do they have to order a minimum number of cups like how much does it cost for them so, so the, the way our scheme works is that our cafes join Shrewsbury Cup scheme and there is a monthly fee or there was a monthly fee before COVID because mm. we didn't feel like kicking them while they were down. You know, mm. you know I don't know about if you know, Shrewsbury floods really badly. So right. floods came up in, in February 2020. The whole town was cut off oh, and all the shops were shut. So we stopped, we just said to all our cafes, hey, guys, don't worry about don't the worry. 20 yeah, pounds yeah. that you're going to pay us for being part of the scheme. And then March 2020, COVID hit. Mm, <laughs> so we yeah. went, hey, carry on. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you know. Um, and we're still, you know, as you, as you know, hospitality is still in a, mm. in a pickle. So there is a, in theory, there's a membership scheme. In practice, it's not functioning at the moment. But before, before COVID and the flooding, um, cafes were happy to pay £20 a month to be part of the scheme. Um, albeit cafes who do very few takeaways that's not going to be a cost saving for them. Right. You know, we say, you know, there's a bit of maths involved. So if you, if you were doing, if you did a hundred coffees a week, okay. uh, That's 400 a month. Yeah. And you pay on average 10 pence for a decent coffee cup. Right. Disposable one. A a disposable single use coffee cup, a compostable one will be Mm. between 10 and 14 pence. Call it 10 Mm. pence. So 400 a month is 40 quid. Mm. Yeah. So you're spending 40 pounds a month on single use cups. Yeah. And we'll say, you give us £20 a month. So the more people you convert to reusables. Mm, the more you save. Yeah. So that's why. And we put in the membership fee because, because it's a driver. Yes. It's a driver. You know, I mean, as it is without the membership scheme, because we haven't had the, we haven't been charging people for throughout um, um, the lockdown period. We have had more cafes come on board. Right. We're yet to know whether they will come with us if we reinstate the membership. Mm. It's it's kind of up in the air because Sophie and I run it as volunteers anyway. Yeah. But things are, I mean, things are moving on. You know, we've we've worked we've we've worked with a lot of communities around the country mm. who are also doing a cup scheme. Yeah. You know, they come talk to us. We explain how they do it. We give them a toolkit. You know, to say look, this is how we would do it. Mm. And there's a momentum. You know. Yes. And, and there's a there's a, there are a lot of communities who are interested in doing it. But there's also there's also a movement to create a national scheme. Yes. And there's a there's a company called We Are Can Can. Oh, okay. 
who are based in Bristol, and they are they've launched in Bristol. So they and, and their system is slightly different. Okay, so there's in in the world in the, in the world of reuse systems, there are two types of system. There's a deposit system like ours, mm -hmm. which happens in Germany, in New Zealand, and here, mm -hmm. you know, and in Holland. And then there is the what I call the library book system. So you don't pay the, the customer doesn't pay to take the cup away, mm -hmm. but they do pay if they don't bring it back. Right. So it's like being fined, like a, like when you bring if you're late with your library book, mm. you get fine. If you're late with your cup, you get fined. You, you right. do actually end up paying for it. Okay. You know, and there are pros and cons on on both of those systems. One is, you know, you need an app right. system for to, to use the library book system. Mm. So, you know, and I, two years ago, I'd be like, don't be ridiculous. Who's going to have an app to buy a cup of coffee? You know, but then, you know, suddenly we've got an app for all sorts of things. Yes, yeah. And I, yeah. and I predict, you know, within, within three years, that will be the way we purchase most things mm. you know, when, we, when we do repeat purchases. So it's less of a barrier, perhaps not, not a barrier at all to young people. But mm. the idea is that you would, in order to get a cup of coffee, you join the app. Yeah. So you join the CanCan app mm -hmm. and you, you give them your financial details, et cetera, et cetera, in case they need to charge you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so there is a, the, the, there could potentially be a barrier there because people are going, I just want a cup of coffee. Yeah. Don't want to have to sign up to all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so there's lots of work to do around making that as simple as possible, mm. making, helping people do that before they get to the coffee, yes, shop, yeah. et, cetera, et cetera, you know, but I think that possibly is a way to go. And, and the, you know, I was talking to um, a guy called Ben yesterday in Birmingham who, want, you know, they're very keen to do a cup scheme in their, in their town and their mm. plastic community, et cetera. And I said, listen, Ben, you know, you could go down the route that we, you know, that we, we do, you know, that we, we're doing, you know, but you need a day and a half a week to run the scheme. Right. You need to set up your own social media. You need to set mm. up your own website. You need to do all the legwork, all the ordering, blah, blah, blah. You can do that. Or we can all get behind a national scheme. Mm. And then your job as a community group is to, your job is that you, your activism is then mm. encouraging cafes to join the scheme. Mm. Job done. Yes. Yeah. 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 Over to Can Can to sort it out. You know, I mean, right. that's, where, that's where I quite I quite like us to be. You know, because then because then we could really use you know this fantastic network of environment. You know, of people who really really want to do something in their local. Mm. But do something that could you know that you can have a bigger impact because you yeah. Know, you know, you you can you because you, you can use use your energy to do that. Yeah, to encourage the 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 cafes on board, rather than all your energy setting up your own system. And really so that's being piloted in Bristol at the moment, and and the hope is that that will roll out across the country. Is that right? That's that's yeah. I mean, it's early days, but that's yeah. What, you know, okay. that's, I, I would really like to see a national scheme. Mm. And then you know, we we called ours we called our cup of Shrewsbury Cup because our local we we our local bid gave us some funding. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, we were going to call it Toucan Cup because they were they're kind of they're pink, blue, yes, blue, yeah. Orange. And we thought we could have a little toucan on it, and then it could be you can toucan too. Yes, it, you could really, you know. And then they said, no, it's got to be called the Shrewsbury Cup. Right. Oh, okay. Right, it's going to call the Shrewsbury Cup, and so that's given it identity, but it also means it stays where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but on you know going back to behavior change the reason we you know the reason people use these cups is varied you know some people are 
they go, yeah, great idea. I hate waste. You mm. know, other people say, oh, I quite like the color. Mm. I'd like to buy one of those, you know, and I will, you know, so in their head, they're not. Right. Not, so if you're an economy, they're still cons- consuming. And then you've got people who go, oh, it says Shrewsbury on it. You right. Know, I'm really proud of where I live. Yes. Yeah. So it's, um, there, there are different reasons why people use it, but. Yeah. And have you, this is just running with all the independent coffee shops in Shrewsbury. Can you ever envisage a point where Costa, Starbucks, et cetera, would get on board with this? It's much harder for, it's much harder for um, the, the big brands to come on board with a local scheme. Mm. Uh, they're super happy to fill them. Oh, okay. So they're super happy to, to refill them. You know, that's, that's not a problem at all in, in any of our Costas or Starbucks. They're, both Starbucks and Costa reportedly are, are setting up their own systems. Their own oh, okay. So we like to think, Jen, that we set yes, them yeah. on the right path. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and Starbucks apparently are going to be using Coretto Cup as well. Ah, there you go. And they'll they'll have it all set up. You know, I, I mean, they, they've done a trial in Seattle in um, the States and they have... Uh, they have, you know, they have their own system. So it'll be like their own loyalty card uh, where you pay your deposit and then you get your deposit back when you on your card when you put it into this mm. fancy machine. Oh, OK. So you don't have to physically go back to a Starbucks. You could just put it in a in a deposit. Return in a, in a, machine. In a, in a, yeah, in a spending, spending machine, machine mm. outside their shop. You know? oh, wow. so, yeah. so that's where I mean, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? If, if every cafe could have one of those outside, mm. you could just do that with. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Starbucks are going to show us how it's done in that sense. I love your social media. You do your social media brilliantly. I don't know if it's you or um, somebody else who does it, but I think you do it brilliantly. And you will, like, rent them out to events happening locally as well. Is that right? Yeah. We've, uh, we've had cups at 12 different events, ranging from a tiny... You know, oh, it was lovely. A little, a thirteen-year-old girl was organising an eco fete at the Wildlife Trust and got in touch and wondered if she could have some raffle prizes. And we said, if you don't want raffle prizes, what you want is this. You can just borrow our cups and then you're not to produce any waste. Yes. You know, up, you know. And then we also did um, Ludlow Food Festival and Shrewsbury Food Festival and Oktoberfest. You know, some wow. bigger festivals where the reuse really makes a dent in um, the single use. And so for events like that, if I'm running an event and I think, oh, God, yeah, you don't want all these blooming cups, presumably that event needs to have washing facilities there. Is that a kind of, you know, an obstacle for them? Because they're thinking, oh, well, actually, if we've got disposable ones, we don't need to worry about washing it and all that sort of thing is suddenly I've got to have a team of volunteers with washing up bowls. And how does that work? So so reuse at events, nothing is washed on site. Oh, okay. So you have as many cups as you need for people to have a drink in a cup yeah yeah that's the kind of that's the bottom line so what happens is that they you know we we collect the cups at the end of every evening or you know throughout the day and they go off site to be uh, washed and sanitized when you say they go off site do they come back to your kitchen and just have your dishwasher <laughs> on all night <laughs> That has been known. <laughs> in fact, I've got some random beer cups in my dishwasher as we speak because they, <laughs> they got left over from a, one of the brewers who was doing reusable cups and I forgot to get them back to them at the end of the festival. So they come around to me and I'm washing them in a little tip. Yeah. So there's another company called Event Cup Solutions, which is based in Walsall, which isn't far from us. And a guy called John runs that. And they've, they've got a, a very big dishwasher, very big dishwasher <laughs> with a very big drying Right, yeah, yeah. Um, compartment on the end of it. 
uh, and they so what happens is the cups will go back up you know depending on the volume you know if, if we're talking one cup one box of cups then they come they'll come through our dishwashers or they'll go mm, to, mm. we also work through a local um mobile bar company okay you know, so they they're used to washing things as well so we mm. just we pay him to wash them for us pay them or they go to john and and he washes them in his big dishwasher and so as an event because you were saying it costs like well, like ten to fourteen p to get a coffee cup, a disposable coffee cup. How much? How much are people paying per reusable cup? Do they make a set financial saving? If if a, if a, an event wants to use them, mm. so the event rents the cups, and it um, it depends what it depends on what basis. It comes out at about fifteen pence a cup. Okay, but then they're not having to pay for the disposal of them as well. Exactly. So yeah, it so saves it on and it saves on the it saves on the. Uh, you know, so you've got and the, and the event and the ideally the event and the trader shares that cost. Mm, mm. Yeah, because yes. the, the event saves on the disposal costs and the and the coffee seller sells saves on the single use. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've got you, you know, so that cost is is, is spread across the mm. two. Yeah. Right. So I'm sat here and I'm thinking, brilliant. So I live in quite a small market town. I don't know how many independent coffee shops we've got. Definitely less than ten, I would say. Is that a viable number to run a, a, a town scheme with? Yes, it is. Um, right, one of the complications, these cups used to be made in Corby. Yeah, they were made in Corby, but then they, they've moved manufacture to Belgium. Oh, okay. Okay, so everything that's now left the UK and has gone back into Europe uh, it makes things slightly more complicated. Yeah. They also, there's also, um, this was what I call Mark II. So Mark one was the dark green, Mark II with the jazzy colours. And then, and, and it's got, I don't know if you can see on the bottom, I'm showing you the bottom of the cup, which has got quite a heavy indent. Mm. And then the third generation, which is this one, which is, um, has got a flat bottom. Right, yeah. Which makes it considerably easier to clean. Okay, yes. And and this is actually much lighter as well. Okay. So this is, this is much, this is, this is, I think, I think I'm going to right. This is 27 grams and this is 19 grams. Okay. This is, if you use this three times, you start saving carbon. I was going to ask you about the sort of, you know, has anyone done the carbon footprinting and things? Yeah. So, so the second generation one with the indents, if you use that three times, then you start saving carbon. Mm. The and third this new, generation. This new generation one is, is lightweighted. Okay. So it's, it's uh, using less virgin product. Mm. And that if you use it twice, you start saving carbon. Wow. So it's, it's getting very, very close to being, you know, absolutely no, absolutely no point using single use. And that's even shipping it over from Belgium and that kind of thing, or is that yeah, just yeah. in its production? Yeah, your transport costs, obviously it's by freight and that's mm. quite that's quite low in terms of carbon. The main carbon impact comes from from the original product and the washing. Are they looking into um, incorporating recycled plastic into them as well then? Yeah. So wow. as you know that um, for PET in the PET and HDPE, there is already um, approved um, closed loops, closed loop system where you can get food, you can make something from food grade HDPE back into food grade HDPE. So HDPE is like your milk bottles, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So that, so our milk bottles are now, you know, Veolia um, largely recycle most of those back into black into milk bottles. Yeah, brilliant. The uh, process to convert polypropylene recycle polypropylene back into food grade polypropylene has been in it you know it's, it's possible it works the system works it still has to be as far as I know I'm maybe a bit out of touch but as far as I know I think it still has to be licensed okay yeah but that's coming you know mm. the, whole, the whole point of 
you know, and there's a lot, the, the, the biggest producers of plastic are all looking at that, you know, how do you lease polymers instead of, yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. you know, they, yeah. they, everyone's understanding that you've got to, you've got to make your system circular. Yeah, keep them in the loop. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if people are interested coming and speaking to you, it sounds like you've got some resources and things that, that they can access. But it's that canvassing step in terms of talking to local cafes and things as a first thing is quite important, presumably, rather than sort of buying a thousand cups and then realising nobody wants to wants to use them. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a we, we, we sort of developed a little questionnaire to help people do a little bit of research. Mm. So we say, if somebody contacts us, we tend to send them that and say, I tell you what, go and find that this out mm. and talk to these people. And then and then you've got a then you have an idea of what you're talking about. Uh, uh, not, not what you're talking about, an idea of scale, yes. invest, potential, that kind mm. of thing. You know. Yeah. And have you had any resistance from the community, from people going, oh, bloody cups or that kind of thing? Or has everyone been quite up for it? People seem to be really up for it. I mean, you know, you, you never know, do you, on social media, whether you're talking, you're just talking to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but people seem to be, you know, somebody said to me, my goddaughter the other day said she was travelling to, obviously, anybody who's remotely related to me has to have a Shrewsbury cup and is never allowed to use anything else. Yes. <laughs> but she was travelling through Manchester and she was at Manchester Station the other day and she sent me a text going, Anna, you'll never believe it. Somebody came up to me and said, oh, isn't that a Shrewsbury cup? <laughs> Which made me laugh. So it, it kind of appears to be a thing. That, mm. you know, people, um, yeah, I think people in Shrewsbury really like it. Yeah. We never, we don't have any, there's been absolutely no pushback, uh, no, no negative feedback at all. And do you get any littering of the Shrewsbury cups? And have you seen any decrease in littering of coffee cups? Uh, well, that was one, one of that's an interesting point. You never see you never see any Shrewsbury cups lying around because somebody will go, oh, that's a quid there. Yeah, exactly. I remember going to watch a, a cricket match with the kids and then having these. And, and literally, it's so funny because everybody leaves and it's all the kids left at the end swooping down and picking up all these beer cups so they can go and get like 10 quid for, you know, yeah. walking around yeah. with these big stacks of, of beer cups. Yeah, yes, it works. It works. Um, in terms of littering, I mean, it was I think it was at New Year last new year when the only thing we could do as a nation was walk and drink coffee <laughs> it's the only thing you could do and and in Shrewsbury we weren't you know we weren't even allowed to leave Shrewsbury because people in the villages got crossed with people from Shrewsbury right yes goodness sake anyway so our park I, my phone was inundated with people sending me pictures of overflowing bins of coffee cups. You know, this is, yeah. you know, why aren't the why aren't the coffee shops in the park using the Shrewsbury mm. cup? You know, and I'm and I was like, oh well, you know, we're open to we're open to people coming to work with us. You know, because I had I, I spent two years trying to get the guy to come on board. Right. And then, um, but the council, you know, the local council got got you know really noticed all of that flack mm. and. I don't know. I, I, I can't really say that, but I think they may have put pressure. And anyway, the next week, the cafe, the, the cafe phoned me and said, I think we might just be ready to give up Shrewsbury Cups a go, you know. Amazing. So that kind of public pressure, you know, mm. it, it, what was great is that people saw this, that they saw it as a solution. They saw Shrewsbury Yes, they knew there was a solution. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. why in this day and age is this still happening when we have this solution in our town? Still got a long way to go, though, Jen. You know, it's not a... Not it hasn't been an easy time. Yeah, I bet. But you know, lots of our cafes are coming back and ordering more 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 cups now, saying right, we're ready to roll. Because that's it. I was going to ask you about that because obviously, I, I don't know if you feel the same. I felt like we were really making progress on you know something as simple as 
well, I say as simple, it's not, it's never simple, is it? But, you know, reusable cups and people were getting much more comfortable with taking their reusable cups into a coffee shop. And then COVID hit. And now it feels a little bit like we're almost back at that pace of, am I allowed to take this in? Are you going to tell me off? Like almost being a bit apologetic about having it, that kind of thing again. And if, if you found that, that, that did any of your cafes just stop using them during COVID and now they're sort of back using them or how did that go? It has been strange. I mean, largely due to Starbucks saying, Starbucks making an announcement of, of not, we're not accepting reusable cups based on no science. Yes. Right. You know, and then, and then uh, I don't know, nine months later, they reinstated them. Right. No change in the science. You yes. Know. Oh, thanks, Starbucks. That was yeah. great. You know, all of us, all, everyone was working in the reuse sector. But like, blimey, O'Reilly, you know, that mm. is, having said that, our cafes, we worked, we just went, we thought about it. We went, okay, so it's the passing of the cup from you to the barista that we don't that people don't want to happen. Mm-hmm. It's taking a cup, putting it under a, a, a cup that may not be as clean as you want it to be, putting it under your coffee machine. Let's just not do that. Mm. So we, we, we just put in drop boxes. Right. So you walk in, you know, this is if you're using Shrewsbury cup. You walk in with your Shrewsbury cup, you drop it in the box, you're served in a fresh cup that has that has been washed and right. by the yes, cafe. Yes, yes. So the barista is safe. They then serve it to you. If you trust, if you're getting a cup of coffee, you've got to trust the guy. Yeah, or, whether they're handing you a disposable cup or a reusable cup. Yeah, you know, yeah. They've handled yeah. it. So, you know, you can trust them to, mm. you know, if they've got a five on the outside, they're using good mm, mm. procedures. So that's how Shrewsbury Cup works. It's just drop and swap. Yeah, but yeah. That's if you brilliant. wanted to use your reusable, then it's just like um, City to Sea created, which was the contactless coffee. You yeah, know? so I'll put the link to that in the show notes. They produced this really lovely video, didn't they, that shows how you can go into a coffee shop and use your reusable cup without the barista physically yeah. having to touch your cup. It's called, you. it's called it. It's called a really wacky thing called a tray. <laughs> so you put your coffee cup on a tray and you step away and mm. then they fill your coffee cup from a jug and they step away and mm. you turn and put the lid on and off you go, you know, yeah. who'd have thought, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was great that that came out. And, and I think everybody relaxed. I mean, there were the, interestingly, a couple of cafes who aren't in our scheme did stop using reusables entirely, but all of our cafes were, comp- you know, they, they understood that they, if they, as long as they were in charge of cleaning the cup, mm. they were happy to use Shrewsbury Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, it has to be said, Jen, some people will take a pretty grubby reusable cup to a cafe. Oh, mine's always just, mine's always still got the dregs of the previous <laughs> cup of tea in it. <laughs> The barista will smile nicely at you, then whiz it round the corner and give it a good scrub. (laughs) You know, so I think um, we've all wised up a bit about that, haven't we? And, you know, people may think, actually, my cup's not, you know, how am I going to? I might be happy to drink out of it, but I can understand why they don't want to put that near their machine. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much. I really hope we've inspired some people to kind of look into it and either, as you say, sort of put their support behind this, this a pilot that's going on in in Bristol or to to sort of start but I'm even thinking you know my sons when when we go to school events you know and they will have disposable cups well why doesn't the why doesn't the school have their own set of cups because they've got catering facilities there for washing and everything why don't they just have their own set of reusable cups and because they're so brightly colored it's quite easy to say this is the this is the bin to put your empty you know reusable cup in 
and then they just sort of ship them all off. And so I, I will be writing an email <laughs> or two emails. <laughs> yeah, we're more we're more than happy. We've we've supplied lots of PTAs with uh, with a box of cups. We've supplied uh, rowing clubs. You know, rowing clubs who have regattas. Again, everybody uses single use cups. Mm. Rowers are really close to the river. Yes, so they kind of there's a real connection with litter and mm, mm. why are we producing this waste? So uh, so particularly in che- we've got a hot spot in Chester because we've got um, Queen Smart High School rowing club and we've got Grosvenor Royals and uh, the King's School all use reusable coffee cups now Amazing. which is fantastic as does Shrewsbury Regatta so they rent them from you or they've got their own set now yeah no, they just bought a box yeah, just bought yeah a box yeah. of unbranded cups yeah you know, job done yeah. and they use them easy, at all easy. their events yeah and, and we've got several schools you know we've sent them to schools all over the country you know because it's it just makes sense. Yes, it's, it feels like a bit of a no-brainer, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It does, yeah. it does. They're not, it's not, it's really not rocket science. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Why have we made this so hard? <laughs> just a bit of washing up, you know. Yeah. And as you say, every school's got the, the, the facility to do that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or it, you know, if it is a smaller school with a PTA, then there's there's usually willing hands to to wash up and do a bit of extra washing exactly. up or whatever. So yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Oh, thank you so much. It's been lovely to chat. I've been wanting to chat to you for ages. And um, well, you know, like you said, that that day and a half a week, and I'm sure it's more than that, that you put into to running it voluntarily and things. It's, I hope, you know, this this probably sounds really passionate. It is appreciated. And the fact that, you know, it's something that is spreading around the country. And, you know, do you, do you have any data of how many single use coffee cups you think you've probably saved in Shrewsbury? Oh, I did have that. I haven't got that. I should have looked at those figures, Jen. It's that we don't know. I mean, we don't have those figures to hand. But like, for example, when we did Shrewsbury Food Festival just at the, at the beginning of September, that was two and a half thousand cups. Wow. Two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes it it's really it makes a difference. difference. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a real tangible difference that you can see as well. So and our, our little we've got a little university, Shrewsbury um, University Centre here, and they have 100 percent got rid of single-use cups so they only serve in you know so every single cup of coffee they sell is in one is in one of our cups so oh that's why that's where you'd like to get to is that you know everybody just uses them yeah 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 brilliant thank you so much for your time you're an absolute superstar and for everything that you do and it's really lovely to chat to you jen thank you very much and we you know i love watching what you do as well great been listening to Sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness, with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small. Every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Bye.